Welcome to the 42 Podcast, where a Christian and an atheist sit down to discuss the meanings of life, the universe, and everything else in between. Thank you for joining us. All right. Hey, Lindsay. How you doing? I am excellent, Rob. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. Good. (laughs) So, um, did you listen to the secret episode, or are we walking into this entirely blind? What what episode, Rob? What could you be talking about? Great. So a week ago, there was a bonus episode. Uh, I have two young adults who helped me put together what is today's episode, which I'm hoping will be a little bit of a torture test of morals and ethics, or if nothing else, a fun scenario game using D&D-esque settings. Cool. With that in mind, do you have dice? I do. You... Supplied me with some beautiful dice. I have the best podcast co-host ever. (laughs) I try. Yeah, I've got a set of dice as well. Uh, Mine aren't as pretty as yours, but I don't like pretty. I like, I don't know. Functional? (laughs) That's not even functional. I I like iron. I like rustic look. Anyway. Mm. But you have dice. I have a scenario. Mm -hmm. And we're going to test your morals today. And ethics. And Lindsay, you also be really proud of me because at the outset, I have not one, but two book recommendations. Oh, good. I can't wait to write them down. Well, you've probably read them because they are fairly standard Christian fare, but they fit in well to a piece of what I'm hoping will be the discussion today of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's yeah, Letters from Prison and Bonhoeffer's Ethics. I didn't know he had a ethic book. It, he he never finished it. He was executed before he could finish it. Oh. But are you familiar with Bonhoeffer? Yeah. Um. Essentially, he was executed because he refused to go along with um, persecuting and killing the Jews. Am I right? Partially. He actually advocated and helped in several uh, assassination plots against Hitler. Oh, that's right. Yes. And uh, ethics and the letters from prison actually deal with him wrestling with, you know, there's the Ten Commandments, and one of the big ones is thou shall not kill. And so he wrestles with that in ethics and letters from prison of, well, how can I justify breaking one of the Ten Commandments, one of the, the base laws of Judaism and Christianity to kill Hitler? Mm-hmm. And it's it's incredible how he works through this, what he does to arrive at his conclusion, and he's not wrong, but he also understands that where he's at is an extenuating circumstance of one man embodying evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating reads, great reads. Uh, Bonhoeffer was unfortunately executed just a couple weeks before the concentration camp where he was held he was executed right before it was liberated i i think we would have had some great and well not great more amazing books and letters out of him in the following years if he had not been executed but that's life yep so now knowing those recommendations what kind of scenario do you think i'm going to put you through today 
I think it's going to be pretty textbook ethics class. Really? But we'll see. What are they called? The thought prob- thought problems where you're on a trolley and there's one one person on the tracks and pushing fat people over, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. To a degree, uh, but I, I've chosen something that I think most people can agree on. And it's really simple. Because this is episode 007, Secret Agent Lindsay. You are charged with, in today's episode, killing Hitler. Cool. Okay. Killing Hitler. Sort Sure. <laughs> so, here are a few of the rules and kind of base arguments that we're going to remove right out of the gate. Alright? You will find yourself traveling back in time. We'll roll a dice to determine which time period you're going to be working in. And depending on how it goes, might be a short or a long kind of circumstance. And if you succeed or fail, either way, there will be no changes Mm -hmm. to the timeline outside of you will save millions of lives from the Holocaust. That's the only change in the timeline? That would be the only change in the timeline. So we're not playing with time travel paradoxes or anything like that. This is just you can save millions of lives from the Holocaust or you'll fail. That's the base of it, but there are going to be some consequences that happen within. I've got a few curveballs I hope to throw at you, and we're just going to see kind of what happens. All right? Sounds good. Okay. So are you ready to start? Yes. Do you have any questions? Well, I just find it really interesting that all of a sudden I have the responsibility of saving a million, six million lives, whereas before... I mean, like, if you can't go back in time and change things, you don't have that responsibility. And now I feel like I have a responsibility, which is interesting. But, well, but that's part of what we want to build into this intention of you you have this grand responsibility, but you're also going to have micro decisions that will affect it. You know, can you kill Hitler at the cost and the trolley? Uh, <gasps> oh! Right. So there, there are going to be little bumps and bruises along the way. Hey, if you roll one scenario, you'll be done in 30 seconds. If you roll a different one, it'll take us a while. Okay. I guess finally, before we get, begin, if you want to go back and listen to some of the uh, the moments that helped create this game, this scenario, uh, go back to the bonus episode 007A, where I talk with Sterling and Colin, who are our game masters, and help me design and build this game. All right, Lindsay, you set? Yep. All right. Get your D4. My D... That's a triangle caltrap. The one with three on each side? Yes. Yeah, tri- which one's that? One, okay. two, three, four. Yeah. Four-sided triangle thing. This guy. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, All right. yeah I got it. So we're going to roll this. You're going to roll this, not me. To determine which scenario. Okay. And I add up the numbers on each side? We just need a number. What's the top number? Well, it's a, it's a triangle. Right. What's the number all the way at the point? Oh, one. Got it. Oh. I rolled a one. Really? You rolled a one? Wow. Okay. We get the potentially short uh, scenario up front. I could roll again. So that's going to be interesting. No, 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 no. We're going to do this one because, I mean, this one has a, a heavy moral standard and question to it. So, Lindsay, you have rolled a one. Your time machine takes you back to the early years before World War One. You find yourself in a quaint little hospital, and as you walk inside, 
You find the maternity ward where laying in a crib is baby Hitler. You have the opportunity to kill baby Hitler. Mm. Okay? Now, get your D20. That's the big one. Alright? Yep. So, the first question is, are you going to kill baby Hitler? I don't think so. You're going to pass on this? Yes. Okay, so you will not get... Congratulations, you are not Deadpool. Haha, <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't kill a baby. Okay. Too many things might happen. You never know. You never know. I know, I know, but that's what you say, but still, what if something, what if just, you know, I don't know, I can't kill a baby. Okay, so you can- I could kill the, I could kill the man, I can't kill the baby. Okay, so you cannot kill baby Hitler, because you, you believe there may be potential that he could grow, he could change. Okay. No, that's perfectly fine. All right, we're going back to the D4 then. I mean, that, that was scenario one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I... I told you, there's one of these that would be 30 seconds. You either would or wouldn't. So, you rolled it right out of the gate. All right, go ahead and roll D4 again. Two. Two. We're going to just work our way through this, aren't we? All right. So, you climb back into your time machine. Push the button again, and you find yourself in the trenches of World War One. Cool. Okay. With a young man, Hitler. I believe he's in his late teens at this point. I should have actually uh -huh. looked that up for this. Who is a runner for the German army. You have the opportunity in the chaos of war to kill Hitler. He's running through the trench. You are there. Do you kill Hitler? Yeah. You do? Yeah. All right, so you're going to take your shot. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get that D20 now. Now that we're doing the, the big die, this is where the fun and uh, twists come in with our scenarios. Okay. You're going to roll this dice, and I have a, a series of options that are about to happen depending on what number you get. Okay. If you roll a 20, it's a yes. perfect kill. There are no other consequences. You have killed Hitler and saved six million people. If you roll anything less than a 20, there are going to be immediate consequences. That can range from one or two people dying to unfortunate mass casualties. What the heck do I have? What am I killing him with? Is that what the die is for? That, um, it depends entirely <laughs> on what you roll. And there are scenarios that I have set up that if you roll a number, he will survive, and there will be other consequences that could happen later on, and you've missed the opportunity. And then we move to the right. next scenario. Okay? Let's roll. So, <clears throat> what do we got? Six. Oh. The number of man. Yeah, that's bad. That is very bad. What happened? Well, unfortunately... <clears throat> excuse me. In your attempt to kill Hitler, he did not exactly get away. You did mortally wound him. But in the process of mortally wounding him, not only did you get him, you got half of the trench because you threw a handful of grenades, killing off. Uh, <laughs> I threw a whole handful? Uh, you just started chucking him. Alright, so you right, just right. started chucking him and you did mortally wound Hitler. He's now back at the infirmary or wherever, slowly bleeding out. But he's not dead yet. Okay. All right. So in the process, you did unfortunately 
take out a whole section of the trench. You took out the men who were buried in, in there, and now the line has broken, and the opposing force has begun to move through and is slowly killing and slaughtering further people, not only in the trench area, but in the town behind that has been supporting the, the allies or the Germans? The allies, yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's... In all things, it's a victory, but there are more lives that are slowly dying because the Allies have broken through the trench line and are... Right. So I changed World War One timeline. A little, but again, the consequence Maybe. of such isn't drastic. But Hitler has not died. He is in the infirmary and is being cared for, and he's mortally wounded. He's going to lose a leg kind of thing, all right? So when you say mortally wounded, you mean he's not going to... He's going to die or he's not going to die? Well, that's kind of up to you now. Okay. All right. So after the Allies yep. have broken through and things have calmed down a bit, you have an opportunity to push forward, get to where Hitler is, and finish him. Would you like to finish him? Knowing again that there, there can be consequences using the D20. So what are his injuries exactly? Oh, he's lost a leg. That's it? That's it. This is also World War One, where he may or may not die of gangrene from the loss of the leg because medical standards are not there yet but that is determined further by what you do next yeah i'm gonna try to kill him again oh you're gonna try again but not with a grenade this time i'm thinking like a garret well, or a hey, pillow. Hey, hey, hey you gotta roll the dice the die determines it all because maybe you feel like you want to stick a grenade under his pillow dude don't, don't. <laughs> maybe you want to kill a hospital full of men i That's am deadpool that's the well, risk they're all, take. They're, they're Germans. I mean, they're not German. You know what I mean. Uh, 13. 13. Oh, that's, that's better. That's a wee bit better. So in your decision to try and continue to kill Hitler, you figure the best and easiest way to do so would be to poison the medicine that he is being given. Unfortunately, there are no IVs in that time, so you poison several vials of penicillin and other medicines that they are giving to the men on the ward, causing several other deaths and killing Hitler. So you've killed half a hospital full of soldiers. Yep. How do you feel? Kind of not, not so great. Not so great. My, my feeling, my thoughts are that they're all combatants. They knew what they were signing up for. Presumably. It's not great, but in the long run, we're saving six million people, children, babies. You know? Yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, you've kind of rolled the two easiest scenarios. They're, they're ascending in order of challenge. And this one, really, the only ones that you directly kill are combatants in World War One. Yeah. So, I mean, there there is that degree of you can you can label that, but, you know, how many... How many men are... How much collateral damage is too much collateral damage? Right. So, I mean, do you feel comfortable with the... the I, I haven't given numbers, but with that level of collateral damage to kill one man to save six million? Com comfortable's not the right word, but I would be I would be able to sleep at night, I think. Okay, okay. Maybe. You know, I, 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 th I think it would be difficult, but something that you just have to do. I think I would be... I would be okay. It's interesting finding that balance, right? Which is kind of, kind of what I'm hoping for in in the discussion with this, where it's well, what is that balance? And 
No one knows, but each of us determines it differently. Yeah. I think the only messy thing is that we are a product, I think, of our biology, but also our experiences. And Mm -hmm. if I change an experience of Hitler, I could be changing the outcome. So because he was mortally wounded, maybe he had time to think about something that he didn't have time to think about before. Or maybe he met someone that he wouldn't have met before and it could have changed things. Just being in the hospital then instead of out in the field watching his buddy die. Very true. And that's the nurture versus nature argument. Have you ever, have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have three book recommendations. Ooh. Wow. Okay, so uh, there's a great book. If you've never read it, uh, I think they even made it into a movie, but it's called The Boys, uh, The Boys from Brazil, and it actually follows in this vein. I I don't remember the who's, but they figure out how to clone Adolf Hitler, and so they make like a hundred clones of Adolf, and try to huh. create the same scenarios for the clones growing up to create a new Hitler. And it huh. and the whole book is discussing That's really interesting. Right. So the whole book is discussing is Hitler a product of his experience growing up or is he a product purely and solely of biology that made him evil? Oh, that's good. Yeah. That so sounds really interesting. It it was it was an intense read. I read that a oh my goodness, it had to be a decade ago. But uh Really good book, really good discussion on nature versus nurture, and which is it? It it doesn't come to any conclusions, it just offers this scenario that you sit with and go, ha. So, yeah. Okay. That's good. Look at that. Three book recommendations from me in one podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, do you want to try. We'll skip the D4. Do you want to try the hardest scenario? The one that will really kind of put you in a space of, can you do it? Yeah. You do? You, you yep. are brave, because this one is going to be rough. Okay. All right? So, the hardest scenario. The one that will come with dire consequence if you fail, but massive success if you succeed. Okay. You push your time travel button as Secret Agent Lindsay, and you find yourself at the height of Germany's rise to power and the beginning stages of the the ghettos, of the roundups. You find yourself right at the beginning of all of this, having the opportunity to kill Hitler and stop it. Have you ever played the game Wolfenstein? For a little bit. I wasn't too into it. <laughs> The guys and I kind of use that as some base and fun for this. So, where you find yourself is in Hitler's compound. Okay. And you have the opportunity to begin working your way through the compound. But before you do, we have to decide, once again, using the D20. Okay. If you're going to do so quietly, or if you're going to do so lethally. Okay. Okay? This is me we're talking about, too. Like, my level of skills. (laughs) Unless I'm all agented up. Am I agented up? You are all agented up. The D20 is determining which way of the agented agented up, Lindsay, you're going to be. I got a 20. What? I got a 20. Oh, you're kidding. 
So I just got him, right? Just nailed him? Well, no, no, no. You haven't gotten to Hitler yet. You have to work your way through the compound. Oh, what's a 20? <laughs> a 20 is a perfect. You get to choose. Are you going to go lethally or non-lethally? Non-lethally. You hit the button on your time machine and everybody collapses into a state of tuper and, and sleep. Except for Adolf Hitler, who waits at the top of the compound as you slowly waltz through with everybody asleep. Really, you had to get a 20. I got a 20. <laughs> oh, man, come on. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Let me roll again. No, no, no. Let's... You got a 20. <laughs> you got a 20. The scenarios are based <laughs> on the luck of the roll of a die. die. Yep. But there is a hitch. What's the hitch? Well, because you used your fancy time machine and knocked everybody out, Hitler knew you were coming. Okay. Okay. And because he knew you were coming, he himself and his regime of crazies were also able to create their own time machine. Oh. At which Hitler has now gone forward in time. Wait a minute. How, how did he create a time machine? It just works for the scenario. Okay. Okay. Because he knew you were coming. Everybody just passed out and he was going, oh, I'm, someone's coming to kill me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. using his own time machine, he travels forward in time, kidnaps your loved ones, and travels backward in time. You're a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> but that's the test of this. And this is the hard part. Lindsay, you find yourself now facing off Hitler, who has your loved ones. You have an opportunity to take the shot, but it may cost you. It may cost you one. It may cost you all. What happens if I don't take the shot? You walk out of there with your family, and Hitler lives. All right. I'm not going to take the shot. You walk out of there with your family, and Hitler lives. Yep. That was the hard one. I. Yeah, I can't do it. I couldn't do that. I don't think I could either. I, that's that's the one that is. <laughs> and if he has a time machine, I think we have more problems on our hands than just what's happening in the 1940s anyway. It's not a great time machine. It was just a one-shot thing where he was like, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. That's, uh, that's our 007 secret agent, Lindsay. That was good. Lindsay Bond. There we go. Lindsay Bond. Lindsay Bond. Bond, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, how you feeling after that? That was that last one was kind of the intense scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's rough. It, if it is of any help, that scenario where he goes forward and gets your family and comes back, that was only possible if you knocked everyone out getting a 20. <laughs> oh. Which is why I, I was saying, you know, don't roll, don't don't re-roll, we'll, we'll do this, but it's not the nice one. You know, if you had rolled a 19, hmm. you would have gone through knocking everybody out one by one, but the end result would, he, would still have gotten warned and gone back in time, but only had enough time to grab one person from your family. And the thing is, the the guys that were around Hitler were, were really gross. They were disgusting people. They were They were vile. He had a penchant for attracting. He did, and and we actually talked about that a little bit in uh, in the bonus episode, Sterling, Colin, and I, where 
we, we get into that time travel paradox a bit of if you kill Hitler, potentially you could change the timeline in ways that are even worse because of those guys. Right. Somebody else could take their his place. Right. And the, the part I said in that was we're, we're suspending that where it's if you kill Hitler, you, you save the six million. The timeline doesn't change drastically. The, the war yeah. still happens, but the Holocaust doesn't. So it was just trying to choose what is that. Right. Most people can agree that Hitler needs to die or should have died earlier if it was possible, which is where he comes in as a great ethics question of could you kill Hitler if you had the op- opportunity? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really interesting kind of dissecting the three scenarios that you went through where the first one was, could you kill baby Hitler? And you couldn't. And you have a value of life and a a hope in life that is, you know, maybe he can change. Maybe something can be different. Maybe the thing to do would have been to kidnap baby Hitler and give him a nice home, take him away from the situation. I think that would have changed everything. It it very well could have, but the scenario I put forward was, you know, could you kill? I I didn't want to offer the the moral, you know, kidnap him, rename him, and maybe something's different. But again, that also goes back to that nurture-nature conversation. Was Hitler born evil, or was he made evil by his circumstance? Yeah. The second scenario, I did want to set something up that was the only people who would be potentially killed as secondaries were the other combatants from uh oh my goodness world war one was it axis no axis was world war two but the the empire yes from the german empire so yeah that one that one was interesting that was fun going through that one with you. you you got lows on that which put it as there would be other casualties and how I broke the the dice the d twenty up was in segments of five would determine the basis of mm-hmm. how many or not how many but kind of how wide your other casualties were. So for that, your first roll was what a six, right? In that chunk of five, if you had rolled like a ten, you would have just been in the trench with a submachine gun mowing down a bunch of guys to try and get Hitler. Yeah. So you rolled a six, which was the lowest, so we're going to use explosives, and it just kind of degraded from there if you rolled down to the next five. Mm-hmm. So, but that, and that was interesting, even going through that with you and how you were okay with the idea of killing an enemy combatant, or what would be perceived as that. He w- yeah, in a situation like that, they would, they would probably kill you. Yeah. Or they would, the odds, I mean, World War One. The odds were super bad. They would have. It was World War One was. Well, war is gross. As far as the 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 death toll. Well, and theoretically, I mean, you were in the trenches. You walked out of there with dysentery and died five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. It's like playing the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have you seen the board game um, Oregon Trail? No. There's a board game, Oregon Trail, and I played it with a, a couple students a few years back, and I hate that game because we, we were playing it and the first two draws in the game, oh, you've been bitten, bitten by a snake, you're dead. <laughs> so I sat out the rest of that round, we played a second one, you've been bitten by a snake, you're dead, oh, whatever. <laughs> it was the dumbest luck I've ever had. All right, but yeah, I mean, there, there is that 
kind of justification of this is war. There is, there is at least from our historical perspective, a right and wrong that we have. We have that. And the time the Germans thought they were right, well, each side thought they were right. But yeah, history is is the ultimate judge. Yeah. And that last scenario, you you got lucky on that with the twenty. <laughs> well, lucky and unlucky. Yeah. How would you have feel, felt if you rolled into one of the lower five categories where if you got into uh, the 11 to 15, you would have been going through the compound, killing each of the guards as you went? I I would have done it. And, and would that have felt, you know, again, Yucky. classifying that combatant status? But Yep. Okay. Yep. They're they're on the payroll. I mean, the tough part is, yeah, they have families. You know, they 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 go home to somebody at night. I mean, unless whatever, but you know what I mean. Like they have somebody. They must have someone, and and that's sad. And I'm sorry. I'd be sorry about that. <laughs> the the challenge in that though is, especially in that era. I mean, how much of that family status was propagandized and notified? Mm. Where I mean, the the families would have been just as radical. It's true. But yeah, I mean, how much of that would have been them even fighting you to the death? Where uh, I was just studying and reading up on Tojo and Japan in World War II, and towards the end of the war, they were starting to arm high school and middle school students' age, from our understanding, with bamboo spears of the anticipation of the Americans landing in mainland Japan. Before we dropped the atomic bomb. And look at the Hitler Youth, you know? That was yeah. mandatory. Yeah, and you know, how do you how do you balance that? Did you ever watch the Amazon Prime series Man in High Castle? I read the book. I started the series, but I just kinda lost interest. Okay. Yeah, I, that series messed with me. Just ah. But and the book was good too. Alright. This was fun, thank you. <laughs> It was different. I mean, it was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, not a long consequence game, but something that we could at least talk about what moralities we had and why and how. Yeah. So if you want moving forward, uh, Colin and Sterling have said that they are more than willing to help you come up with a scenario to torture test me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just don't let... Sterling run away with the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Could Rob kill baby baby Yoda? <laughs> yeah, alright. Anyway. So Alright. Well thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Indeed it was. Alright, Lindsay, so I came up with and designed a bit of a scenario for you to run through of uh, testing your morals and ethics and kind of the basis for your decisions with some randomness. And uh, yeah, I, I put you in some tough moments, but uh, are we still friends? Yeah, it was a fun exercise. I enjoyed it. 
Even though I put all of your loved ones in mortal danger and made you decide? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll forgive you for that, I guess. Wow, you're probably one of the few people who would. (laughs) (laughs) It was only theoretical. Yeah, it's only theory. Thank God for that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this, this was fun. We'll have to do another episode at some point like this, I think. Yeah. Hey, Happy New Year, and I guess uh, we'll be back in the new year. All right. See you later, Rob. All right. Bye. See you.